Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. It had to be around the year 1999 or the year 2000, I forget which, where I first saw the name Jesse Thompson in an email exchange. We were both working at Catching Public Relations at the time. And I can't even remember what account it might have been where I interfaced with Jesse because she's all the way up in New York. I was in Dallas. Fast forward to about 2004, maybe even 2005. Jesse and I had been in contact since that first email exchange at Ketchum. At this point, we were both on our own. Jesse was representing her sister, one of the second coaches I even knew in life ever. The first one, of course, Valerie Burton. The second, Coach Felicia. She was an empowerment coach, a life coach, and man, her message was phenomenal. This was Jesse's sister. Jesse and I stayed in contact, and every time I came to New York, I would try to at least text her or call her. Sometimes we'd have lunch, sometimes we'd have dinner, but we've always been friends. Jesse's been through a lot, but Jesse, I think, is the embodiment of what many black women have gone through in part or in whole. I'm going to let Jessie tell her story. But before we move forward, I want to ask you this question. As much as I refer to the stat from Catalyst Research that refers to African-American women as double outsiders and women of color in general, but especially black women, have you ever considered what that might do to our health. We all know that stress impacts our physical, but what about going to work and hearing no over and over and over and trying to live up to being equal by actually being better? What do you think that does not just to your mental and your spiritual. What does it do to your health? Well, this is only part of the conversation that I have with Coach Jessie Thompson. You see now, Jessie is a coach. She is a women's fertility advocate and a nutrition and health coach. She's one of the real ones, and you'll see it for yourself. When you listen and when you watch, because I will make sure that the uncut version is on YouTube before the end of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you my friend, Coach Jesse Thompson. Hey, Jesse. Don't you look gorgeous? I wore yellow for culture suit.
everybody, I have Coach Jessie Thompson, and she is a health and wellness advocate and coach, especially for women and fertility issues. She has an amazing story to tell. She's my friend. I've known her since, oh gosh, it takes us back to catch him, right? Yeah, it was, you were right. It was the 90s. It, I was like, wow, it has been that while. Cause yeah. You know? Back. Right. <laughs> And you know what's interesting because there were a whole lot of people around that time at Catching Public Relations that ended up being entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's very. And you were one of them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jesse, how are you? What have you been up to? Man, I am, first of all, grateful to uh, have this chat with you, and I'm excited about it. I'm always excited when um, I believe it takes a village. So, I'm yes. really excited when we are able to share platforms. And um, what we do is what I say, spread a healing revolution. Absolutely. So I've been about, you know, whether it's um, t- taping a TV show to doing my own podcast, collaborating mm-hmm. on a podcast or being on the breakfast club. You know, we've been there a few times as their wellness experts and yeah. you know, just spending time educating people. We, I, you know, detox living, my whole mantra is, educating and empowering and equipping people with the tools, the truths, and the testimonials they need to power their toxic-free living. That's what we're doing. You know it's so important, and this is a great time to have our culture soup moment, because I'm about to just launch into it. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Okay, so, you know, I've watched the internet and social media Um, since I I would say around 2007, 2008, when Twitter and Facebook actually came to be. But even before that, where bloggers Mm -hmm. really ushered in an age of information, especially for people of color, and I would say the sisters out there. And one of the main things that I saw us talking about was our hair. And we got so much information and got to know ourselves so well Absolutely. with the internet. And you know what? I think there's a parallel track there with health. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you want me to chime in on that? Yeah, go for it. So, you know, beauty and wellness are really wrapped up into each other Mm -hmm. because, you know, as a fibroids and infertility um, expert specifically, I know where, you know, healing comes from the inside out. Okay. Yes. And that's not just it's about what you think about. It's about dealing with our trauma, but mm-hmm. the stress piece. Then there's the, um, the food, what we eat. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's the chemical pollutants and the chemical yes. pollutants are the things that we put on our skin. Yes. Our hair. Our scalp. Our scalp. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know, when you talk about fibroids, 90% of black women are affected by fibroids and yes. deal with it fertility like I did for 10 mm-hmm. specifically from those fibroids. And they look at why are we disproportionately affected? Because yes. it is a women's issue. It affects up to 70% of women at large. Absolutely. That's an epidemic by itself. But yes. when you look at black women and zero in, in our population, it goes up to 90. And some are saying even 100% at this time. It's crazy. And when we look at what the differentiating factors are, right? Mm-hmm. Why us? Why is it disproportionate? Well, you look at a couple of things. You know, one is very much the the beauty space where yes. relaxers. There have been studies about how relaxers um, actually the 
the application of those chemicals, they seep into our scalp. Yes. They break the brain barrier and they mm-hmm. literally put um, put toxins into our body that are metabolized into carcinogens, metabolized yes. inflammation, which yes. like into tumors and cysts, endometriosis. So there have been studies of a very strong link there. Mm-hmm. But when you look at overall, just, you know, that's one of the main things that black women use that are not, it's not prevalent in the overall beauty beauty regimen of women that are not of color, right? Right. Specifically black women. But mm-hmm. when you look at also, um, it can just be, you know, makeup and everything else. We're kind of like really in that same, you know, wheel in terms of. Absolutely. So really that hair is a big piece. So I think you saw as, as you know, as more of us embrace our natural beauty, and mm-hmm. natural um, her hair, curl, yes. and, and and yours is gorgeous, by the way. I'm loving this. Thank you. We are gorgeous. You know, I'm in a protective style mode. I just came out the summer, so I've got twists, but my hair is literally about this long now. Um, mm-hmm, it's beautiful. And I love it because with us, you know, we can cover it like with this. We can do right. this. We can do put everything. And we can embrace our beauty, which actually also, it helped with the stress factor. Mm. Loving ourselves, mm-hmm. loving who we are in our totality. I can wear it straight. I can wear it curly. I can wear it however I want. And now I'm not trying to. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, you mentioned stress. And I know, you know, that can be a source of stress. But honestly, is there anything there in research that reveals how as black women, I mean, we are so resilient. You, you know, we face no's every day, you know, at every turn. No, 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 no. And we still stand because of this resilience. Couldn't that have a bit of a backlash and cause us some stress? Absolutely. So there are a couple of factors when you look at stress. You know, we, um, my team and I really have gone around and, and spread the word that estrogen dominance is mm-hmm. the root cause of these inflammatory conditions. And it's yes. not just a reproductive, it affects diabetes, mm-hmm. high cholesterol, you know, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. so many conditions. And when you go to the root, because that's where we have to focus our time, root cause, right. estrogen dominance is caused by stress mm-hmm. and pollutants. Okay. Yes. And I say, I have to say estrogen dominance again, because many of us have been taught all our lives that estrogen is the female hormone. It yeah. makes you female. Well, that is actually right. not true. Progesterone is yes. male hormone, but estrogen is a catabolic steroid, which mm. it mimics the female hormone. Mm-hmm. And what happens, it actually breaks muscle down into fat. It breaks our bodies down. Wow. So when you look at that, go back to what you just asked me about the stress. Mm-hmm. We come, first of all, we come to the planet with more stress just because of our generational trauma. Yes, generational generational trauma. So I, 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 it's funny, I was literally on a talk show talking about this recently and he said, before I even open my mouth, I've got the lineage of my ancestry and what they've been through, right? Yeah. And it's a baby. But guess what? When I open my eyes and I start to learn who I am, it's already affecting, wait, I'm different. My colors, totally. I'm treated differently. You know, why am I not, like my daughter is, I call her little Harriet. She's eight years old. She's all yeah. like, Mommy, why isn't there represent- representation is a word she knows very well. She's like, yeah. why are there only white people on this? Or why yeah. are there no people of color? Mommy, why? Mm-hmm. And that causes ajita. That causes stress, right? Yeah. And there's the also, so there's the trauma that we as a people face. But then that, the impact on that, on our own ancestry lines, meaning our own stories, whether it's colorism, right? Because our parents 
we're fighting, you know, wanting us to have that self-acceptance and wanting us to be, um, you know, as a, as a Haitian, this a woman of Haitian, mm-hmm. I was told, you know, beauty was lighter. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, hey, as a little, that's across any, any culture that was colonized. Exactly. Colonialism yes. had that major impact. So I remember mm-hmm. being nine years old and my mother saying one day, um, you know, don't stay out the sun now. You're getting too black. So mm. the message that yeah. followed me was black is not beautiful. Right. Right. So now you are carrying this, this weight of seeking beauty, seeking acceptance, mm-hmm. wanting to be accepted and loved. And that is major stress, right? Absolutely. Then there's the, you got to be better, two times better. The black. Yes. Right. You got to be two at least, at least <laughs> like 200, 300 times better. Right. Yeah. And that creates the pressure that yes, we are, we excel, we are brilliant and all of that, but we carry the pressure of, uh, am I enough? They call that the black tax. Yes. I'm not enough. I have to work harder to, for you to accept that I'm equal. That's crazy. Yes. Right. Yes. So crazy. And then what, what happens? What do we produce? We produce women who now they're super women, quote unquote, I say quote unquote, yes. because it is not, there are no real superheroes, but we act like it and we carry the weight and we pay the, the price for it. Right. Right. We're the glue in our families. We are the people, right. literally, we, we, we are the people who are carrying everyone. But, you know, Michelle Obama said at Essence Festival recently, I just did a podcast about it, that we are not on our list of priorities. Yeah. So what happens is we take care of everybody else. Right. Bodies are breaking down. Right. That's cultural, too. As women, first of all. As women. But then as black women. Absolutely. We were not taught to emote. Exactly. Like, we, can, we aren't even taught to let it out. No. And grieve. We are taught to pick it up. I- I got to keep it going. And oh, keep going. I got to keep it going. I brush it off. I got to keep it going. And keep going. Exactly. So then then we're also super educated. Yes. We're, we're leaders. We're yes. CEOs. So now you add, okay, there's tragedy, trauma, stress, driven stress. But then there's the high achieving driven yes. stress. Right? Yes. So I'm, yes, I am the person who, you know, you I'm your go-to because you know I'm going to do it with excellence. Right. Right. I'm the go to on the job. I'm the one who's getting the promotions. Right. right? Because I get it done. But there's right. pressure. It's good pressure. Right. It's good. And I'm achiever. Well, Whatever. once it all adds up, it's not good. <laughs> and that is for us why, you know, one of the distinguishing factors of what we do is equip and educate people on how to rewire the way they process their stress. If yeah. wait a minute and also create breathing room. It's super mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Is it for now? Just because I can do it doesn't mean that it's my assignment. Right. Right. And if I'm trying to focus on my assignment and my purpose, I have to say, okay, what is actually competing with that right now? What is distraction? Right. And saying, you know, even though it's somebody else's priority, is it supposed to be mine? Yeah. Well, and you know what? Let's give a shout out to the coaching Let's give a shout out to the whole coaching um, industry for those of us that are very serious about it because we all bleed over into one realm. As a business coach, as an executive coach, as a health coach, nutrition, even as a personal coach and a life coach, when we start to really unravel and dig and probe into someone's goal, they say they're after, it typically comes right back down to the individual 
how they're living? Yeah. Are they giving themselves space to think? Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny because it ends up, you're in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> in my business coaching, I see my clients going, oh my gosh, I did not think that we we're going to have a conversation about family. Mm -hmm. Because Well, you know when it all gets back? Yeah, it's a whole person. It's your whole person. And yeah. what does it matter if you're securing the bag if you're dying while you're doing it? Totally. Okay. Well, in black women right now, it's so important. The stats are showing. Absolutely. Just what you said, overeducated. We have more advanced degrees than any other group. That's because we know that we have to do mm -hmm. all these certifications, mm -hmm. all these this education to even get acknowledged in the room. We know we're brilliant, but yes. we're in a world that sees us as less than enough, right? Right. So we're overachieving. Exactly. Just and the truth is we're way more qualified because yeah. everything we've done. But right. but think about that. Like, so, so today, you know, in this day and age, we have to raise, number one, we have to face ourselves and say every day, you know, shout out to Elaine Welteroth. I love her book. Yes, that's yes. More her. than enough. I am more than enough. Yes. Starts by saying I am more than enough. And that's why it's worth me deciding I'm going to fo focus on the priorities that only support life and health. And that includes in my business, you know. Totally. Means that, you know, what we teach people is that really your your best life is only secured by radically loving and caring for yourself. If that's Amen. top of your priority, you're going to implode. You're yeah. going to have a crash because you will never make the, it, it's the, uh, Stephen Covey said it's, it's the perform, the production capacity, your production yeah. capacity. It is, it is not taken care of. So what happens? The, the goose that was laying the poor egg. Down. Right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. So I hate to compare us to cars, but if you don't maintain your car, what happens? It, 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 at the end of the day, you will lose that car, right? And like you said, mm -hmm. we're, we're so much more important than that. But at the end of the day, I see it every day, Michelle. Every yeah. high power, you know, high performing women. And the truth is, they've never said, you know what, it's time for me. Finally, they come to a crash. They come to, and, and it's funny, I was just talking about this. The intervention, my thing is, please read, listen to your body, listen yeah. to your mind, check in with yourself. What's actually causing you stress? What needs to be, what do we need to focus on? Because we are literally creating everybody else's legacy while ours is suffering. know how hard it is we watched our mothers absolutely our mothers were non-stop absolutely they didn't have any choice my mom was a teacher of course she had two kids she'd come home she was making three meals a day my god she was cleaning the house right she was an educator right. she was doing it all she was a loving wife she was doing it all and by the way we watched that and that was modeled for us right. so even when we went to school got our degrees right. and got these high power jobs we're still trying to make ourselves clean the house right make three meals and feel guilty right if we get a housekeeper right and, and you know what's funny about that is because the culture around us is again it's this whole message of you're not enough if you can't that yeah. way you know right. and we have to really um you know call it out for what it is it's yes. literally a what do we call a saboteur right it, oh, totally. it is the saboteur. It is that false self that's saying you have to do all of that to measure up. And it's time out yeah. for saying, wait a minute, you know what? I'm brilliant. I, 
I am fearfully and opt out. Exactly. You are God's daughter. Oh, you are entitled. Exactly. And that's it. I came to the planet with that. And now I also look at have to look at you know where's because also where is my value, my greatest value to to mm-hmm. to God is my faith, to my mm-hmm. to my family. Because we skip that. We go God and then family. But the truth yeah. is you got what does the Bible say? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Self. You're, so we gotta start with you. Self. There's so much wisdom that even comes from the flight attendant. <laughs> When she says, when the mask comes down, put it on you first. Before you put it on. I mean, Before you put it on that, someone else. Literally, you know, every day I'm like, because people are like, well, how are you going to start eating? You know, I don't have time to do that. I said, you know what? You don't have not time. You don't have time to not eat the foods that actually heal you. Because again, you know, teaching people how to use food as their medicine is a critical part of what we do. Because when you look at food now, um, foods that are estrogenic, foods to mm-hmm. cause these conditions we have to yeah. educate people on what foods actually reverse these conditions what yeah. heal versus hurt but the thing mm-hmm. i come against every time mm-hmm. shell they're like oh organic oh i have to eat plants i have to eat more veggies and fruits i have to eat plant-based wait a minute i have to eat all these things this is expensive i said wait a minute what's more expensive cancer yeah. or the food Totally. You know what I'm saying? What's more, totally. the hospital time that's going to take you away from your family and friends yeah. or taking care of yourself. So I want to pause right here and I want to get back to this um, food as your medicine. And I want to make sure that people know your story. Because Jesse, you've been through it. Mm. <laughs> yes. And this is what has brought you to now. Yeah. So it's fun. Go for it. Because when we met, I was in the PR marketing space, mm-hmm. talent management. Um, I always say God has real sense of humor because he turned the camera. We're writing the messages for talent. Next thing you know, we're now on the cameras, right? Yes. And, um, you know, I, I was one of the 90% of women who battled fibroids. Um, literally before age 50, I was 30 years old when I found out. I had fibroids and that journey sparked a 14 year battle with mm. because they kept coming back. Yeah. They come back. Right. And those little, those fibroids, the way I found out is because they caused infertility. I was exactly, they caused infertility, which was a 10 year battle with infertility. Mm. And we talk about now I've had up to 12 surgeries. Yeah. I was, I had a miscarriage, which was quite devastating. Yeah. Going into October is infant and pregnancy loss awareness month. And my heart goes out to those sisters because I know I remember coming home after being told that my baby's heartbeat stopped. Yeah, I'm one of them. Joni is a rainbow baby. See? See? And the thing is, we literally are, are we don't even realize that a part of us, we lost a part of us when we lost that child. You know? Yeah. And what we're doing is we're not being told it's how to grieve and how to how to really heal, you know. So that mm-hmm. that was that was huge, and you know, all along I was doing IVF to try to conceive and be mm. five IVF cycles. Now, girl, you oh, that's 
That's tough. Okay, y'all, if y'all don't know what that takes. It's like $15,000. A lot of times, I actually was, we were spending like $20,000. That is with copays of certain yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? So certain. And then the psychological and physical. Uh, but then the other stress. So the emotional stress, because I literally was like a whole other person. I was ridiculously, yeah. like I was, I was manic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My husband was like, I'm so glad I knew you before you tried to conceive because I would think this was you. <laughs> yeah. you know? And literally, you're pumping your body with the estrogen. You're pumping your body with the fiber, the uh, yeah. estrogen over and over. But guess what? Every time, the fibroids are coming back because I'm pumping my body with this. Totally. And oh, and you know what? On that point, Jesse, mm-hmm. for women who have not explored whether they have endometriosis or not. Absolutely. Do not take IVF no. if you have not explored that no. because that has the same, you know, it, it, it spurs it like it's cancer. Literally, literally, because now you are pumping your body with concentrated estrogen and you have yeah. the stress that's upregulating it. Yes. Let me, let me pause for a second there because stress, I want to go back to that. It, what it does, it is, it upregulates whatever is going on in your body. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. say you are now taking that estrogen. You're, you're under, you know, more factors. So what stress does is the multiplier. Yeah. So the year that I had, one of my most stressful years, my fibroids tripled inside. Nothing else. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? I've been there. You know, this is why I'm grinning. I lived it. So you understand. It was- I understand. And it was around the time that I was relaxing my hair. There you go. See? Yeah. You finally, like, I, I got to find everything that's feeding this thing. Yep. So to fast forward back to the story, you know, you would think finally we got, we conceived at the fifth IVF cycle. Mm. Yes. Glory be to God. Yeah. We have won. We have won this battle. 21 weeks later, we find out that the fibroids are back and now they are pulling the blood supply away from the baby. Oh, no. 10 years in, Michelle, my doctor tells me you might want to consider terminating this pregnancy. Wow. So, you know, Mm -mm. it grows up. I said, no. Mm -mm. Miracle believing God. Yes. Miracle working. Make miracle. Mm hmm. I said, so no, there's no way we're giving up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're admitted to the. I was admitted to the hospital because they now had to monitor me because the condition wow. it just worsened where it was pulling, it was siphoning off the blood supply, so the baby wasn't growing the way. Wow. See what I'm saying? So yeah, are the the fibroids are taking the life supply away. Baby is literally just trying to grow. And I remember when they admitted me that day, they said, Mrs. Thompson, you know. Um, we hope you make it another 72 hours before basically the pregnancy just happens, the, the, the birth just happens, right? Wow. Like at this point, the pregnancy is not viable. Yeah. And I said, I could basically, I remember, cover your ears. I literally, not physically, but I literally shut out everything they were saying yeah. about how everything that they expected. You know? Yeah. But, but. We had a warrior, an um, army of prayer warriors that rose. You need that. And they were mm-hmm. interceding, and they we were like, no, this baby's not coming out until it's time. Right. Soon of eight more weeks, Michelle. Yeah. At that point, they were like, we've never seen this before. Like, yeah. we've never seen this before. Usually, yeah. this time, like, when you were admitted, the most we had was 72 hours. I Jeez. don't know my God. <laughs> Yeah. And here it was on the delivery table, you know, 
we were ready and you know one last hurdle you know my heart stopped on the operating table mm-hmm. because of all the complications from the pre-surgery yeah. just to get to the baby so all I remember is things not feeling right and then yeah. just like Mrs. Thompson I had I was I had a, a what do you call it, epidural at the time that said yeah I have to put you fully under we have to we have to get the baby out right now mm-hmm. I remember going black and I didn't find out what I had until, you know, I was out inside yeah. of recovery. Um, and I say that when I birthed Mia Thompson, who was born September 8th, 2000. Praise God. Two and a half pounds. Um, Did you say September 8th? Yeah, sept- September 8th. That's my birthday. September 8th. Oh, my God. You're- yes, it is. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, okay, so Nia and I are forever connected. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's amazing. I'm going to tell her you're her birthday. She's your birthday. Please. <laughs> so when she was born, literally, you know, she when I birthed her, I say she birthed me into this. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I hadn't... She did. She, I had no idea, Michelle, until... You know, Essence Magazine profiled my story and what they called my fertility journey. All of a sudden, the story went viral. All these mm-hmm. hitting me up, and I'm like, I remember that. <laughs> this is not just my personal health, because I'm thinking, yeah. this is just my personal health, because nobody's talking about it. The suffering and yeah. silence. Then you find out this one had fibroids, this one had fibroids, this one had a hysterectomy, this one had a myomectomy, yeah. and you're like, holy wow. All right, yeah. They're telling me, Oh my god, thank you so much because sharing your story, you you helped me to share mine, you know. Yeah. And that's when I said, God, help me to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I started to do the research and I said, This is a pandemic. Where are the marches? Where yeah. where are the where- It makes you wonder, you know, when I miscarried, I remember um Maybe about a year. No, no, no. It was it was it was after Joni was born. And by the way, Joni's due date was September eighth. Oh wow! Doctor yep. took her two weeks early because of high blood pressure. But she's August twenty second. But she would have been a September eighth baby too. But after I'd miscarried and then I had Joni, probably almost two years later, something like that. My pastor decided to do a series on marriage and on one of those. Um, sermons he talked about couples who had had a loss and of course you know um, this hit home for a lot of people and he talked about miscarriages Mm. and he said you know if you're brave enough and if you're okay with it I'd like all the women in the room who've had a miscarriage to stand and when most of that church was standing it does make you wonder one, why don't they talk about it? People think that it's so easy to just, boom, get pregnant, have a baby. Yes. But then when you find out that people have had multiple miscarriages mm-hmm. before they even have their first baby. Absolutely. But you have to wonder what's happening. I think there's a combination there. One is, you know, we're not, it's like you said, we're not supposed to be shut down. We're not supposed yeah. to come to this point where we break down. I remember looking in the mirror and feeling like I couldn't even recognize myself. I felt mm-hmm. like I was shattered into a million pieces mm-hmm. and people wanted me. They were like, Oh, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's early. It was like around 10 weeks. And I was like, what I, that child was my child from the minute I knew I was pregnant. Yes. I felt that connection right away. That was, I named mine. You see what I'm saying? We already knew. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
but they wanted me to be this bubbly person, the person that I am. I was like, this is not me right now. You have to understand. And it, and it really impacts the men, too. Absolutely. I think they really, yeah. you know, disregard the feelings that men have Absolutely. when the baby is lost. Absolutely. And it, it does something to you. Like I said, something dies, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, we press on. But the issue is I feel like we don't make the space to say, you know what, this is something, this is an area that needs to heal. And it, even though it heals, it's still, it's like you walk with a limp, you know, yeah. because that limp will always be there. Mm -hmm. And um, understanding that, that there was shame that there was cast, like somehow the other thing is we internalize it like we did something wrong. And, oh, yeah. you know, that's a huge thing that we carry. Again, that's why I say it really is about casting, casting these things that we've been carrying in these burdens and these, mm -hmm. these, these thought these these actual thoughts that say you're supposed to be this you're, you're supposed yeah. to do this and and we've been internalizing them for years and as women you know we are incubators we internalize oh, yeah. something we incubate it then we multiply it and we give birth to a whole new thing totally make it a positive thing that's mm -hmm. right right all right we, we create something brand new something amazing but when totally. it's negative we also, to that point, multiply and create something that's even more, that turns into bitterness. It turns yeah. into depression. It can turn into so many things. So it's really important that, A, we find our tribe. We find, mm -hmm. to say, you know what? That's why I support grief counseling. as mm -hmm. kind of therapy that's going to, because every, you may feel like nobody wants to hear that. Well, you know what? We're going to find somebody. Find somebody that yeah. feel like that's, this is their purpose, is to hear me talk about this. about telling your story and the power Absolutely. that your story has to not just heal you but heal other people Absolutely. and if you don't embrace your story and start to speak it yes you don't know who's out there who can a relate yes b even if they can't relate know that it's going to help them and something else they're going through or somebody so it's almost selfish to keep your story yeah it's hard because again you know again when you go back to how we were raised don't yeah on your business right Right? Keep that. So keep it all bottled in. Mm-hmm. Act like everything's okay. Yes. Because, you know, you can't be trouble. Totally. But that's not true. Listen, mm -mm. These are the things that, these are the very things that have made, when you look at the disproportionate, that's why I say to people, yes, it makes sense that we're disproportionately affected by these conditions. Right. We've been literally factories for internalizing disease, creating mm -hmm. disease because of how we suppress things, because of things that we've carried and we continue to carry. So, you know, again, the education is huge. The understanding that I am now going to say I'm on my own side. Mm -hmm. Being on my own side means I'm putting myself at the top of that list. I'm, right. I'm, I'm not going to let the plane go down. I'm trying to save everybody else. I'm right. going to try, number one, to say, hey, I could be a better service to you if I'm healthy. Right. Totally. It's funny. We're, <laughs> we're headed into a 90-day stretch of the year. It's like, you know what? If I don't start and say, draw the line in the sand, the intervention is for me. Yeah. For me. What is it that I need? What is, am I looking at? And, and we carry these things all the time, but it's time to say, hey, it's time for me now. And we feel like, you know, and we, even as Christians, I, I would even say church culture. Absolutely. We are taught to put ourselves 
last. And that's not even biblical. No, it's not. I was going to say it's not. Because he said, as you love yourself. Exactly. The thing is, having healthy boundaries is honoring God. That's why I say, no, no, no. You got to flip that. You got to flip that. See, because let me tell you something else. That thing, that came from colonialism. Okay? Yeah. Because we have to look at, it's like you said, it's not biblical. It came Mm -mm. from colonialism. It's okay for you to die in the here and now because you're going to have the by and by. Yes. Right? Who who came up with that? Right. <laughs> you know who came up? I need to be whole here on earth. Exactly. The people, mm-hmm. the people who didn't want you to fight, who didn't want you to right. stand up for yourself, right? Who want you to have a voice, right? Right. So you have to. We have to look at that. Where did that come from? It's funny. Um, and patriarchy too. If you really want to peel back the onion. Oh, ma'am. Oh, ma'am. Absolutely. Patriarchy was written. It, it was wrapped into that as well. No question. Mm-hmm. You know. But when you look at quote unquote. Spiritually, we are literally leaders, both leaders. God created us to be leaders, right? Yeah. Male and female. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's so many things that people twist and turn to create um, suppression and oppression. Oh, totally. But we have to say, wait a minute. You know what? It, it is time to actually um, get the truth, change the paradigm. Yeah. Because we've been, we think it, even if it's not something we're thinking intentionally, it's in the background. But isn't that how oppression works? Absolutely. It's a mind game. And, you know, I feel back privilege in my book that's coming out. <laughs> and there are all sorts of privileges. But at the end of it, it really is about centering someone mm-hmm. or some group. And then the others surround them. And the others have everything to do with espousing value to whoever's in the center as a person in the center. Absolutely. So we can do it to ourselves. Absolutely. And unconsciously reinforce the privilege. Messages. The same messages. Absolutely. And so it's a mind game. You've got to reset your mind and your mindset. What does the Bible say? We are what? Transformed by the... By the renewal of our minds. Right. I had a, 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 a run-in with my daughter's, not a run-in, but my daughter had, I call her little Harriet because she's <laughs> literally power to the people, right? Yeah. goes to a school that it is diverse. She, it's an independent school, so it's diversity, a private school. Mm-hmm. And um, her teacher calls me and she says, you know, Mia said to one of her, um, she calls the black girls in her class, she calls them black girl magic group. Right. Okay. So she says she's talking to one of her black girl magic friends and she's they're close. Right. Mm-hmm. She said she looked at her on the playground. She said, you look like a slave mother. Right <gasps> now. Listen. So this is what the people around. This is what Mia says to her. Okay. Okay. So as the teacher is telling me this, I said, um, okay. And how did she react? You know, I said, did you ask her what she meant? Mm-hmm. He said, well, she said when she, when I asked her that she said, she meant that she was beautiful. Okay. I have to understand, we're teaching yeah. my daughter that Harriet Tubman, one of her greatest heroes, was yes. the epitome of beauty. See, yes. All that. See, I told her that, um, I told her that racism, institutionalized racism teaches you that beauty is the lighter skin, the, yes. the light eyes, the yes. blonde hair. I said, so you have mm-hmm. to understand, she is learning to see beauty a whole different way. Yes, I love it. She saw her, she was like, that's beautiful. You remind me of that hero, the way yeah. she talked, and it was like a picture she'd seen of Harriet Tubman before, right? Yeah. And I was like, 
But well, what a mindset shift to even consider a slave. Thank you. I said she didn't as a hero. Exactly. She said I didn't want her to think. She. I said she didn't say I want to make you my slave. She said, right. you remind me of, you look like, I said, you, yeah. what, I said, what is it about us that thinks that, again, you put this title slave on us, but that didn't make me, we weren't beautiful. No. And it didn't mean that we were not the kings and queens Thank you. that we were before we it got here. It didn't mean we were brilliant. It didn't mean exactly. So when she said, she said oh my God, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Exactly. So it's wow. black and you say, oh, wait, what is that? No. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that's a compliment. Black is beautiful. Totally. It's beautiful. Well, look, you know what? I could talk to you all day, but I don't want to miss this part. Oh, my God. I just, well, let's talk about foods that heal. Yes. Before we get off the air. Okay. Yes. So foods that heal. Um, the biggest thing when we look at the education is that we have to understand that our food has been modified genetically. Okay. Yes. That there have been also hybrids created, quote unquote, for the farming through the farming industry. Okay, mm-hmm. and when you look at that specifically, and the hormones, the things that are that are pumped into the food. Okay, mm-hmm. um, there are more chemicals than anything else. Right. When yeah. you look at what the processed food, the things that are made, quote unquote, easy. Mm-hmm. Families are not eating whole foods. Okay. Yeah. I'm not shouting out the store. I'm specifically talking. Yeah, because not everything in that store is whole. So you have to look at, wait a minute. Okay. Food, when I eat food that actually is um, non-hybrid, non-genetically modified organic foods, and I mean really organic, not just that they have the organic label. Right. It's a whole like, other thing. Know how. You know, it's like I was saying something to someone yesterday. Just because it says organic seedless grapes. There's a problem. That's an oxymoron. Okay. Yeah. Because if it's seedless, it's been genetically modified. It's been exactly. (laughs) It can't grow itself. You can't grow it without having to get the seeds outside of it. That's a problem. And understand that when it's genetically modified, that creates an effect in your body. Right? Right. So we look at what are the foods that are anti-inflammatory healing foods like you know of course zucchini and and mm-hmm. peppers and avocados and cantaloupes and honeydews and squash and um you know we have a whole free food list and yeah. free food list literally if i can can i give them the website for the free food list go for it it's www.thedetoxnow.com forward slash gift the reason is because you want to know oh i can substitute zucchini for cucumber because cucumber yes. is highly estrogenic so instead mm-hmm. of using cucumber, I can just use organic zucchini. That's a mm-hmm. substitution, right? That's easy enough. If I learn what foods are anti-inflammatory, I'll make those the foods that I use. Those are the plants that I eat. Those are the foods that now are going to nurture and grow. Actually, you're talking about um, detoxifying your liver to mm-hmm. to to actually repairing um, organs. Okay. And you're taking care of your insides when you're doing that. You're taking care, of course, your skin and your hair. That's the outgrowth of what's happening on the inside. Right. The people who are in our program, they're like, Oh my God, is this a beauty regimen? Because my skin has never looked so good or my hair. Has never. Well, and you know what? People who are so obsessed with dieting and trying to be in the best shape, it is 90% what you put in your mouth. You can go to the gym all day long and work out till you are blue and in the face. Like, can I just... But be sick yeah. inside, right? So what yeah. I say is, let's take care of the root. Take care of your inside and everything else, you know? Yes. Everybody wants to do a detox, but they want to do a detox so that they lose weight. 
Well, we right. turned that on the head. We said, no, our detoxes are to clean and, and heal the inside so that it now everything else, you're going to drop weight. Don't worry about dropping weight because your body's going to get rid of the inflammation. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those things that are holding it down, that are you know suppressing your liver from doing its job, your lymphatic system from doing your digestive system, right? So again, it's at that core. And when we say, hey, we equip you with the things that help you to actually live that healthy lifestyle, yeah, just have it for a diet, right? Mm-hmm. Mindset, because that's the first thing I say. I say, what do I have to do? Number one, decide you're worth it. Right. Decide my health is worth it. Mm-hmm. Thing else, it's easy after that, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, what are the things? That's why the, we did the free food list. So you know what foods heal, what foods don't. Don't fool mm-hmm. into thinking that there is basically neutral. No, either the food is healing you or it's hurting you. <laughs> yeah. So get educated about that. What do you say to people who are always having or feel like they need to eat out all the time? Because that's actually losing some control over... Absolutely. You know, here's the deal. You can only control and know for certain what you put in your own food. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, you know, we have a culture of socialization. But for me, I always know, you know what, I take care of... My my model is I'll make sure I'll eat something healthy before I leave so that if there isn't anything there that I really want to eat, I don't feel compelled like... I'm so hungry. It's like you don't yeah. feel party hungry. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Make sure you you know take care of yourself because the truth is, even these vegan places, you have to look at oh, but what ingredients are they using, right? What in- and know again going back to the food list, knowing what ingredients are healthy, then you can say you know what, let's substitute. I was just um, for a TV taping last week in LA, and I said, can you substitute this instead? Let's do this instead. You know, let's do let's let's take out the carrots. Let's do some squashes. And she mm-hmm. sure advocate for yourself but the yeah is you have to become the expert they'll work with you oh absolutely when you mm-hmm. when you're the advocate for your health people listen yeah you have to first decide i'm going to be the advocate yeah that's awesome jesse oh my gosh i'm so inspired same here you're so inspiring I, and so, so connected. good to see you. my god you're so connected yes you are my sister and i appreciate everything that you've shared I hope my listeners have been inspired and they will go to your website. Where can we find you online socially? Absolutely. I am at thedetoxnow.com. Okay. Thedetoxnow.com. And don't forget the the. I'll say it one more time. Thedetoxnow.com. And I'm Coach G-E-S-S-I-E on Instagram. I'm very, very um, interactive on Instagram. So we talk about tech. That's been a way for us to talk to people directly and get to the needs of the people. So I, I love that. Coach Jesse, thank you so much for being on the Culture Soup Podcast. And I hope to have you back at some point. Yeah, I can't wait to continue the conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. What an awesome conversation with Coach Jesse Thompson. Sisters, breathe. Take care of yourself, okay? And be aware of the foods that you eat and the chemicals that you're putting on your skin and your hair, whatever it might be. And take it easy at work. carry so much you know what I want to take a moment I want to do a moment of silence for Botham John you don't have to be in Dallas Fort Worth to know it was a national story the trial of Amber Geiger the former Dallas police officer that shot um, Botham in his apartment unknowingly 
while he was eating ice cream. Was sentenced and she was charged. Um, um, she was actually found guilty. Ten years in prison for the death and murder of Botham John. Now, I want to say something about this, okay? Because it has something to do with privilege, all right? And it has a lot to do with otherness and how we as others actually reinforce the privilege by centering the privileged. In this situation, I like to center the victim, no matter what his race, no matter what his status, no one deserves to die unexpectedly in their home while they're watching television. No one. But somehow the focus continually landed on the one who fired the weapon. Could it have been who she was and what she looked like? Miss Geiger never said she was remorseful for killing this man. She said she did it out of self-defense. That's too bad. Um, you'd have to believe her story that it was an accident to feel in the least bit sorry for her. I've seen some of my church folks that were like, oh yeah, forgive, forgive, forgive. I believe in forgiveness. I also believe in a Jesus who turned tables in the temple. He got angry over injustice, over things that are not right. I am angry. I am still angry about the Botham John um, case. Um, I do believe she probably should have had more time. It is not unchristian to not want to hug Miss Geiger. All in all, she is human. All in all, her family didn't ask for it. So yes, we raised both families up in prayer. But yes, justice was served. It probably could have been served even more. That's it for me here at the Culture Soup Podcast. Find us online at theculturesoup.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup. And on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.